I empathize, man, you know. Everybody gets mad because I say these jokes. But you understand that this is the best time to say them. More now than ever. And I know there's some comedians in the back. Motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk sounds like. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just came here to fuck around. It's hot in here suddenly, isn't it? I wonder where that heat came from. Stand-up comic joke it up one time. Funny. Funny. Usually when we have a comic that's like a woman, because they usually will dance to it. Yeah. Come on. Let's talk about Mike, sex. Mike's not dancing. No, we're not. He's, he's looking at asses on Instagram. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Welcome to the Comedy Nerdcast. Let's talk about sets, where we explore the science and craft of stand-up comedy as stand-up comics ourselves. Also, Harrison is here. I am here, and let me just, uh, because of the Chris Hardwick thing, we are not affiliated with Nerdist, and uh, now I'm glad we're... <laughs> they answered none of our emails. <laughs> they answered none of our emails, and now I'm, I'm happy for that. Wait a wait Yeah, because he was busy ab- abusing somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, now uh, I know why he wasn't around. Yeah. 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 Okay, today's theme is wrong. Wrong comedy. And our guest today is Mike Racine. Hey, guys. Hey. How you doing, man? <laughs> And uh, we're going to play a clip. That, this clip is by Patrice O'Neill. It's called Harassment Day, and it's from Elephant in the Room, 2011. Like, ladies, let's discuss... Hey, look, let's discuss harassment <laughs> for a second. Let's just... You feel it a little bit? Like, let's just discuss it. Why can't... I harass you <laughs> sometimes sometimes God. <laughs> I can never harass you never and I'm not talking about like I'm talking just the job it's unfair that i can't harass you at the workplace like (laughs) oh my god you look at how you looking and i can't just a little something that has to do like you got to be careful just to say hey you look beautiful today that's how messed up the game is i think you should be able to comment on any part of the body that you see, if you, I'm serious. What's your name? What's your name? Jeannie. Now, Jeannie, no disrespect, but if I work with you, I should be able to walk in and go, oh, Jeannie, beautiful uh, titty meat you have there. <laughs> titty meat. And, because I see that, but, Whatever the scientific term is, I'm looking at Mr. A 4.9 grade point average. What's the what's the science term for uh, t- the titty meat? What's the actual? <laughs> it's not the cleavage. I mean, the cleavage is the space in the middle. I'm talking about the meat, the, the meat, the titty part. 
I'm not being foul. Just, you know, whoa. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Just so I can go through the rest of the day without pretending that I don't see. Which, which, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, let's work out a deal. Don't get me f- fired. <laughs> having women work with men, right, is like having a grizzly bear work with salmon. <laughs> Dipped in honey, like so. Now you dip the salmon in the honey, right? Grizzly bears. And the salmon get to walk through comfortable with honey and fish and good morning, grizzly bears. <laughs> <laughs> and the grizzly bears is like, hey, he can't even, he can't even growl like, ah, what's up, fish? <laughs> oh my God, human resources, the grizzly bear just did grizzly bears. So. <laughs> so Like, I can't even go, hey, good morning. Good morning, fish. Good morning. Oh, I can't touch you. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, let me just get a little bit of that fish. A little bit. Get that honey. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fish and honey, man. That's my favorite. Usually, I kill fish and eat them and stuff, but I just wanted to just rub that, rub a little bit of that. God damn. That's oppressive. Like, you shouldn't even... And there's cameras everywhere. You can't do, like, weird stuff behind a back. Like... Why would it be disrespectful I said... What's your name? Terrell. If I go, hey, Terrell, we work together. And I go, Terrell, hey, do me a favor. Let me know when you're getting up to go to the bathroom so I can sniff your chair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. that's disrespectful because it's sexual but that keeps me from being like I think look I think there should be a holiday uh, for lack of a better word harassment day but not that sounds whatever but I mean a day where I get to find out like because and this is why it should be harassment day because women get to be inappropriate sexually all the time you get to be inappropriate and when i say inappropriate i mean say hello to me too close hi (laughs) 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 or some weird massage because you think we're friends and you morning little kiss and he's just like oh Oh, oh boy, oh boy, 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 boy. And you think in your head, man, I wonder if I could, I wonder if I don't know. <laughs> but harassment day allows you to be able to ask. Oh yeah, I say the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> And it's, and it's a beautiful day. Flowers and everything. You buy her flowers. You're just real cool. You walk up. You're respectful. You say, hey, how are you? You know, good afternoon, Terrell. Happy harassment day. 
and you just like say, listen, I was wondering all year if you would suck my dick in a broom closet. No, thank you. I'm not. And you'd be like, I'm, thank you. Keep the flowers. I just thought <laughs> I made a mistake. I thought you was a hoe all year. I was confused. I thought you was a hoe, but you're not. So that is Harassment Day by Patrice O'Neill. Yes. Yeah. Why did you pick that? That's yeah. a great clip. Why'd you pick it? I, I felt like it fit the theme. <laughs> I guess Patrice is probably one of my favorite comics. I thought that was a good example of something that. Uh, is probably inherently wrong, but people are laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the crowd's um, going crazy over just like the Tuesday before, just that line, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. They laugh at that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're so on his wavelength of wrong. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a comic like him. Like, I, I no, just, really at all. I got to see him live a couple times, and he would just come out and do like 20 minutes of crowd work before he even like told a joke. He would just uh-huh. come out and start fucking with people and... And um, to me, he was like the most most pure stand up I've ever. What do you mean by What do you mean by that? A pure stand up. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Um, he did it. He did stand up in a natural uh, way, where it wasn't like, oh, and I'm gonna come out and talk like over and read my jokes out of a notebook. Right? Yeah. It was like he it talks really, funny. Yeah, man, it really was like a performance. Like yeah. A, like a, it, it was a performance, and it was a dialogue, and there were great bits in there, but you didn't sound like bits. Not at it, all. It just yeah. sounded like him talking. It's almost like um, he was like a, a modern sock, funny Socrates. Like he's sitting there asking them questions and leading them where he wants yeah. the audience to go through his questions. Yeah. He was so good at that. Yeah. He was so good at kind of like entrapping people into his like fucked up way of thinking, yeah. which like going back and watching it, you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is like wrong. Yeah. But, but, uh, but you know, he does a thing on his HBO half hour where he's like, he's like, what if, uh, what if you women lost your pussy? Yeah, he's yeah. like, what would oh, you do? We, we play played that. that on Kenny DeForest episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if they lost any, any, any entraps them into, uh, you know. yeah. And they're like, ah, blowjob, anal sex. Yeah. And he's like, none of you said play pool, tell better stories. <laughs> you just made Xbox yourself a better. series of holes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think there's like, there's two definitions of wrong, um, primarily, which is one is wrong as incorrect. And then one is wrong as bad. Mm. So one like factual, factually incorrect or morally bad. And both kinds of wrong are funny. Super funny. Yeah. Like uh, I was talking to Frank Terranova about how he watches gay porn mm-hmm. on, on my show when we did it together. And I was like, Frank, you must be like a little gay if you're watching gay porn. And he goes, no, I'm not because I watch the most hairless men. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> just the, the fact hairless. that he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. The most. Uh, I just I listened back to that. I just lost my shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's funny. He's and, a wrong dude. If you're ever in New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it really, really works when you mix the two. Like what I, what I mean by that is when you're factually correct but morally wrong, uh-huh. like, or logically correct. Like, uh-huh. like you can, every single step works, yeah. but then you're like, wait, how did we get here? Yeah. Like this, this feels wrong to me, yeah. but you know, the logic getting there, you're like, yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, what, what? Uh, and I, I sort of like what happens with the, this Patrice bit where he's, he's, he's just sitting there like, why can't we work out a deal? Like he's, He's he's logically saying, well, this is how I feel in this scenario. I get how you feel, but why can't I 
you know, why can't we have a deal where I get to do it one time or something? Yeah. Like, it's this logical, like, he's, he's getting there logically. He's trying to compromise sexual harassment. Yeah. Like, a, yeah. Like, even, he's even, in a way, he's, like, making it, uh, he's making it uh, consensual. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's also, like, I mean, that topic, there's so many, like, gray areas there. Yeah, like, for I sure. was listening to that clip, and I, I'm thinking about all the Instagram stories that I watch uh-huh. every day. Like, all these, like, thirst trap the things that these that these girl comics are are putting up and and like it's great that they're doing that and like you but you have you see that you know and you have this urge to be like looking good or like whatever dumb dumb thing you're gonna say and i and i i'm always like i can't do that i i'm with i'm in a relate i'm in a committed relationship But every once in a while, you know, one of them breaks through the, the dam, I think. And I, I end up, I collapse and I go, hey, you're looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, keep it up, you know. Yeah. Well, going back to what you said about being a pure comic, how it just feels like it's a conversation. I once heard Bill Burr talk about a thing he learned from Patrice, which was, he was like, every time you do your jokes, it's like a little bit different. And then Patrice was just like, I just like to keep the essence of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you're talking about shit he like He never did a joke the same way. Yeah. And I cool. think... Shit like that is the reason why. It's because in this bit, to be truly funny about it, he has to talk about his feelings on it. Because his feelings, he knows, are funny. And they aren't, even though it's an offensive thing to talk about, he knows how to deliver it in a way that's, you know... Like, I mean, he what you said, it's a compromise. He's like, how can we figure this out? And it's so much harder to do that if you're just memorizing words to do that rather than speaking from his heart. So he's yeah. speaking. I mean, it's the other side of that coin, though, is like once you establish a rhythm, you do like to have that because you like to have those jokes for you can sure. Fall back on. You go, oh, I know this works. Yeah. You know? So um, it's definitely easier said than done to, to do stand up that way. Do you think maybe he just understands over time or like a comic in general just understands how they feel by like it just ends up keeping coming out this way. That's kind of the joke now. It's the wording is this way. Probably. Yeah, that was yeah. probably his style. Yeah. Like I, I, I can't imagine somebody like John Mulaney changing the wording of his jokes no. because it's the way, you know. Yeah. It's the way it is. He's charismatic, robotic in a yeah. way. Yeah. So, so he does parts where he's logically factually correct or whatever like he's 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 the logic works yeah um and then uh, that's gonna pick up on oh, the sorry. microphone just you know um so the, sorry pal uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is what you get for making me wait totally fair yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh okay so but he, then he does he then he goes the other direction and he's he's factually uh totally incorrect where he's like hey what are you 4.9 grade point average. What is the science term for titty meat? <laughs> titty meat. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, where he's like, okay, like he's, he's clearly just incorrect. Like they don't even have a 4.9 grade point average, right? So it's, he, it's just fun in being right. just wrong about that. And he's beckoning for a better way to say it. He's yeah. like, well, how would you say titty meat? Like that's a very <laughs> funny thing to do because it's like you're forcing them to answer you. Yeah. Even though they don't want to be part of that conversation. So do you guys ever watch Yamanika's Instagram? I haven't seen her Instagram. I follow her on Twitter, though. Her Instagram, you got to f- follow. It's some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. And it, a lot of it is just her Tommy watching TV. Is who we're talking about. Phen- yeah. Phenomenal please, please follow her on Instagram. and Because it's like just her watching TV, like 90 Day Fiance or whatever. And she watched um, a Vice documentary that, that aired recently. It was about, like, political correctness on college campuses. Uh-huh. And they were talking about, like, uh, triggers and uh, trauma and stuff like that. And... Uh, 
she the girl this one girl was talking who's like the booker of the school and yamanika paused and she goes bitch your hair traumas me <laughs> it's funny that yeah that's like wrong but yeah 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 but but the like, fact but um I, like i think her taking that liberty was uh was super funny yeah that's very funny why do you think it works um because she's committed to what you're doing there's something like inherently funny about confidence yeah oh absolutely you know? sure yeah especially like, confidence it when it's clear you're you're kind of in the wrong and you're just making it up there's yeah. something like people are like drawn to that yeah yeah i, I like he even even his um where he's he's like it's like a grizzly bear forcing a grizzly bear to work with salmon like even his metaphor doesn't really work because he even kind of makes a nod to that, where he's like, "Usually I kill yeah. fish, yeah. like, but with you, I just want to." Uh, <laughs> like, even his metaphor doesn't quite work. Yeah, he was on the radio one time, and he was talking about like sharks and tuna, and oh, he's I've like, heard that, yeah. "Yeah, he's like, all right, in this analogy, sharks fuck tuna." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. He talks about the, the fish and the honey, his favorite things, whatever. And he says, why can't we have just, you t- if you're going to go to the bathroom, uh, let me know so I can sniff, sniff your chair. Sniff your chair. Yeah. And that's like, like at that point, like he's, he's crossing the boundary, uh, her, ba- her personal boundary, yeah. you know, in a weird way that's like, re- that's like wrong. And the, the joke ends on a wrong note. Yeah. Right? yeah. So there's a theory about comedy, the benign violation yes, theory. Yeah. Which uh-huh. you guys are probably, um, but yeah, the, the idea is that like a, a, a joke is something that's like a violation, but it doesn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. So like, I guess sniffing someone's chair when she gets up still is technically a, but, well, no, it would, yeah, sort. but it would still bother somebody. I don't know if you yeah, did that at an open mic, well, you'd be blacklisted from uh, from yeah. it. But uh, I would actually argue that like well, a lot of wrong comedy doesn't end benignly. Uh-huh. You don't realize that the thing. You never get to the point. Aside from the fact that the the, the context, we're at a comedy club, we're telling jokes. Clearly, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of wrong comedy doesn't end like that. It doesn't build wrong tension. Uh, where people are like, and then you release it with your punchline. It goes the other direction. And Uh you have a lot of jokes like that Uh where (laughs) it doesn't end up okay. I'm trying to think of a specific example of of that Uh, because you you mentioned that before the show. You said it doesn't end up okay. uh, You know what? I'm going to play one of your your bits um, uh, that is a perfect example of this. Uh, So I got to listen to myself now? Yeah. You actually do. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. You do. You can can (laughs) really earn in that sandwich you guys gave me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is from your half hour, um, uh, Comedy Central half hour. And I love, I love this joke. And it's, it's the backstory is that that you have uh, an autistic brother. And then you, you're, and you've, you've you've mentioned this to the crowd a little bit and a couple other bits. And then you get to this point. But my brother is getting older now, you know? So, like, I'm starting to realize my, my parents are going to be gone someday because um, they're getting older and he's getting older, and then I'm going to have to drown him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they cut to this woman in the crowd. Her face, she's just... Oh, like, the laugh is just... Yeah, ah, yeah. I can't laugh! The guy next to her is laughing like openly, yeah, and then and she's she, like laughing. She's like, trying well, to that joke does end okay for me because then I don't have a retarded brother anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a huge burden on myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
and my family, and I don't have to worry about my mom getting her head caved in when you know I'm not around. It's <laughs> good. You know, I really I, I hadn't considered what a what a how beneficial that joke yeah. is for you yeah. in general. Uh, I, I I stand corrected. That yeah. that is a, that that joke is not bad. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's, no, it's actually good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Responsible it's, comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think it's woke as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so that joke. But you know what I'm saying? Like for everyone else, yeah. who's not living your comedy. I'm actually writing for Slate. I'm writing. On, it's actually. <laughs> hey, liberals. <laughs> It's actually okay to kill your retarded yeah. brother. And don't do it humanely. Make them feel it. Yeah. Like so No, I would do it humanely. I would just I don't know. I would do it like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, you know? Just shot in the back of the head? Yeah, I would tell him we're going to get Taco Bell and then we, we show up at Burger King and I I kill him. He's like, Oh no, when he realizes when he realizes we're at Burger King. Yeah, that's when I, that's when I kill him. Um, yeah. So I don't think anything makes me laugh as hard as wrong comedy as like as, as shit like all of that yeah. there's something that just like that shock combined with uh a, a point that you can see why you're making this point but come on but it's wrong but i mean oh my god like that yeah. it make that makes me gut laugh harder than really anything for sure else. well because that's like there's like truth there you know there's uh-huh. a there's a little you're like revealing a little nugget of truth that yeah. you actually do think about i mean my mom like i went home and saw my mom recently and she was like you know he was like freaking out and she was like i, I could kill him sometimes you know oh, God. and i i mean i i love my brother to death he's like you know i would do anything for him but um at the same time, it's like he was a burden on me and my family and yeah. robbed me of a normal childhood, I think. So, yeah. you know, and, and that, but that's, so it's like, I mean, there that's, is some, you do feel some anger about right, it. Right. Right. But that's what, yeah. that's what comedy, a lot of comedy is, is dealing with your pain, dealing with the anger, dealing with your sadness yeah. and using, using, using that laughter as a way to make it okay for yourself. Yeah. And that's what bugged me so much in that. I'm going to bring up that, that vice video again that Yamanika was watching. Oh yeah. But they mentioned something about like a, a, a female comic having a joke where she made light of sexual assault and they were like, maybe let's not book this person. Now that comic could have, like forget about if the three of us can make sexual assault yeah, jokes yeah, but yeah. like you're going to say that that comic who probably could have been raped yeah. and probably was is not allowed to talk about uh you know uh-huh. her own ex- and that seems to be the consensus at colleges where like that's just a general you know yeah. you can't go there um probably cuz a lot of those kids haven't been raped yet so they don't they don't <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they just don't know but it's yet. like how dare you tell someone that they can't talk about their own experiences when exactly. you when it hasn't even happened to you yeah. uh i I want to play another one of your jokes from the same special. It ends sort of similarly. I love it. It's just, it made me laugh so hard. And I I just want to use it. Here's another example of that structure where it doesn't, it just doesn't, there's, it's it's not a benign violation aside from the context that you're telling jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't let nobody, nobody gets left off the hook or take it. Did I say that right? Um, Take it. I didn't realize my voice was so nasally. I, I mean, every time I hear it. <laughs> oh, I could have told you that. Yeah. I yeah. find it more salt of the earthy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like um, I feel like you found your your calling with the the moving truck thing. Yeah. yeah. The way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is actually this is an accent. Well, I was gonna say the salt of the the accent comedy is lo- is is going away, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. There's not many of you guys out there. No. Yeah, they always want these guys that sound like me. 
No, they don't. <laughs> I just mean like accentless and boring. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no. You mean sound like, like narcissistic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just crazy. Yeah, that just sound? Lunatics. Yeah. Well, that's the frustrating thing. Like, I actually had a friend of mine be like, oh, you're a, like, I asked her for a spot on a show, and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, you're a white male. We shouldn't even be booking you anymore. And I'm like, but I'm not really, I'm Italian, yeah. and I didn't even, I, can, I can't even like read. You know, so I, don't, <laughs> I don't really have as much of the white privilege as you think I do. Yeah, yeah. Let's play that, let's play that joke. Yeah. Uh, so here it is. This is also from Mike Racine's Comedy Central Half Hour. I don't know if any of you are servers or bartenders or whatever, but I think now that I don't wait tables anymore, I'd love to make a reality show about being a waiter. And what we're going to do is we're going to take really wealthy people who have never had to wait tables before, and then we're going to beat them to death in front of their kids. The thing is, if you're a server, though, that's funny to you because you've Uh been there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I was never a server. It's fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I actually thought of that joke. I was in the middle of a a, a (laughs) waiting table shift. Yeah, um, and I I just I thought of it at the service station. I just started laughing. Yeah, and I think I mean I've been a waiter and a bartender, and I know like it's not only them that are laughing. It's people that have worked in just service industry in general. Everyone knows what it's like to feel like you're being treated like the help by these motherfuckers. So this in particular, again, it's that I I, I feel like dark or just really wrong comedy ends badly a Mm -hmm. lot of the time. Mm -hmm. It can just be the topic you're talking about, but it can also be the structure of that joke. Uh Yeah. I guess a lot of Jeselnik's jokes are kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to play some Jeselnik later. I think um, also there's something because you expect there to be uh, a release uh-huh. of the wrongness of yeah. it. I think maybe you laugh harder because it's like a roller coaster that like goes up and then and then it just stops and then it catches on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's fucking funny. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. I do think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you're driving like a bus on like a bumpy road in like the (laughs) in South America and you just drive it off a cliff. (laughs) This is gonna be okay, right? This guy's in charge. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's fair. Or or I like I still like your metaphor where they're just like they're just going up just and then it just explodes the top. But, <laughs> yeah, but right yeah. before that you yeah. see everybody's face and a guy's like blowing a kid in the car in front of you <laughs> 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 Something that I we, we talked about beforehand was you said something about how um, a really, really funny joke, people don't take people to task if it's funny enough. I haven't seen that much of a divide where it's like people who – I haven't seen people fight over like a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whole outrage machine thing is a bit of a straw man. Yeah. How so? so I'd love to hear more on that. Um, so like I was watching uh, Bill Maher talk to Barry, uh, Barry Weiss, who's a New York Times columnist. And she was saying like, he was like, you know, this out- people are so outraged nowadays. Everyone's in hot water for no reason. And it's like the reason that she was she, that she got in trouble was because the, this um, girl at the Winter Olympics landed like a triple axel. And she tweeted th- that video and she tweeted like immigrants, they get the job done which is a line from Hamilton. Uh-huh. So already she should be, you know, she's a bad person because um, <laughs> she's, she's quoting Hamilton. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the athlete that she was talking about was an American citizen who was mm-hmm. born in California. Oh, and people okay. are like, it's nice you just assume this girl's an immigrant because she yeah. doesn't look like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she basically just went on Bill Maher and like lied. 
But yeah. that I think that outright there was some legitimacy to why people would be upset about that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's so fun. There's not much fun to be had being good. No, or yeah, being no. Correct. Well, well, if you, being correct though, you get to write for a TV show now and get, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get paid four thousand yeah, dollars. Success. <laughs> that's not the same as fun. I'm saying it's fucking fun. I don't know. I get you. Right. It's fun when you get to go to Disneyland. When you get to take your kids to Disneyland. Well, you can write in that fucking that's drivel. That's your, that's your fucking <laughs> you know, dream. no, you know what? I'm having fun. I I tell dark jokes and I work in a moving truck. I'm having so much fun. I really do feel like the hyenas have taken it. Like it's the Lion King and the hyenas have taken over. But the hyenas are like Harvard nerds who are all getting hired for, uh, uh, you know, are all getting those writing jobs now. But they're not voiced by Whoopi because she wouldn't stand for this shit. Okay. I'm going to go back to my point because I get what you're saying. I get it. It's not fun to toil away and like. No, I I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I I think it's important. I'm just saying my life is hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying this is the hardest year I've had. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah, a little bit. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Because of the social climate and the. I mean, I don't, I don't like to blame stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not, but I'm just, um, I, yeah, I just, I'm just having some trouble, like doing I feel what you. I want to do. Yeah. How um, so? Well, it just seems like no people aren't really buying what I'm selling right now. Um, I, and I don't I, want you guys to feel bad for me or anything. I could always go sell weed or whatever. <laughs> but, but okay. But, uh, I, I do want to point this out. Like, I'm saying yes. what's popular right now is like not it's I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Right. I, right. I feel and, the same and yet, way. Uh, I'll say this like when I when I had you on um my special tonight show yeah. uh, the um we I didn't want to put you first mm-hmm. but I cuz but, but you had to because of another gig. And um the set was it was it was a little bit on the rough side, but you there were there were people who came up to me afterward who were like he was the funniest guy. Mm. Multiple people came up to me and they were like he was objectively the funniest oh, guy. Thanks. But people were being sensitive, and I do think it's okay to say, look, the collective consciousness now has turned in a way that's making it a little harder to do what you like to do. Yeah. And I would, I agree with those people. I saw, I was fucking dying in the back. It was so good. I, it's why I booked you. I was like, I fucking love what you do, mm-hmm. but you are in a, in a super liberal place at a time when people are, are trying to compensate for a conservative time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm super, you know, you're right. And I'm, I'm super liberal. I feel yeah, like yeah, I've yeah, become I mean, a lot more liberal in the past year, like seeing uh-huh. now that like ever since Trump stopped becoming a joke, Yeah, which is, you know, like probably around like November 7th when Hillary fucked up yeah. um, <laughs> and <laughs> ruined everything, yeah, she, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't know. There are a lot of factors that play in that election. Yeah, no, I know. It's, and misogyny was definitely one of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard to yeah, do. I mean, because yeah. she she fucked it up like any woman would. It yeah. was just, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking. Oh my god. No, uh, I I think um, laughing when you're not supposed to laugh mm-hmm. feels so much better. Yeah. Like, yep. uh, like if you're at a funeral. Yeah. And somebody starts making you laugh, and then you're trying to stop yourself from laughing. Oh yeah. my god, that laughter yeah, is yeah. so yeah. like it's. It, you, it's it's almost like a sexual kink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh fuck yeah! You're like you're like I shouldn't like this. Right. <laughs> I, some this feels wrong, but I want to do it anyway. It's, right. There is like some kind of like uh, 
comedy and sex are very similar in that like when you're uh oh boy, here we go yeah <laughs> no but there is something about um we had actually talked about this me and jeff about how like possessiveness as a trait in a relationship is terrible but in bed can be like super hot for both parties yeah. and you're kind of playing in this weird recreational space that's like almost like a fantasy land and it's like like a woman doesn't actually want you to take full ownership of her ass or her pussy but she will might yell it at you while you're having sex with her and it's like but the, yeah but Who, she, you own this but not like when you're at you know the bagel smith at yeah like it's 10. like a it's like a specific dynamic that yeah. that person has to be okay well, with I and i think comedy is like that here's another yes another corollary to that is when you're talking dirty in bed you can go too far mm-hmm. because you're trying stuff out you're like is it about oh, yeah, this? it's like and a you're crowd. pushing the envelope but you it, just like you are on stage you're seeing what you can get away with yeah. and and what like titillates that person without going so far that they're, they're just like, stop the show. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. pictured Jeff talking dirty and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's got like spreadsheets of what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. Oh my God, I feel like Fuck you were. Uh, Google Doc, yeah. Who told you? Oh, you're my little whore. I do not like new that. To all right, try, all right. New to try, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like, I've got it all timed out. There's like, like a large. Can you just be a murderer? <laughs> hey you i'm sorry it took so long to pump out another episode a lot has been going on i went to burning man and i got injured before the burn even started i'm still on crutches and there was just no way that i could possibly edit an episode while i was being a little bitch about that but that's over i hope i think the little bitch part i'm i'm still crutchy mccrutcherston but we have a deal, you and I, and our side has not been keeping it. Harrison and I provide you with an episode every other Thursday, and you pay us nothing. The vast majority of you, bravo. You are delivering relentlessly on your side of that commitment, and I respect that. Your word is your bond. But if you simply can't help yourself and you want to be like some of the other fucking angels out there who are expressing their gratitude to us monetarily, head over to patreon.com forward slash let's talk about sets. That's monthly. The link is in the show notes. Or if you just want to tip us once because you loved an episode or something helped you or maybe you got started into comedy or it fixed a joke or something, uh... Well, you can do that on Venmo. That's just my, my handle on that is Jeff hyphen McBride. Or you can go to PayPal and the email you can send that to is Jeff at let's talk about sets.com. Again, that's just Jeff at let's talk about sets.com. Okay, I have a bunch of stuff to announce, but I'm not going to do that until the next episode. In the meantime, hey, enjoy the rest of this one. I love Doug Stanhope. And he has yeah. a couple phrases he says. He, he did the best. I think to this day, he he's, he did the best live show I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Fuck. Kill someone on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because with all this, like me, because I heard him on uh, Joe Rogan talking about the Louie thing, and he was, and he's just so like, yeah, it's funny because like I would just like whip my dick out in green rooms all the time, and it's like, no, everyone just laughed, and it's just like you are just uh, you're you everywhere. It's crazy. It's super like I mean I've been in New York a long time. It is it, things feel super different now, and I and, and oh, I yeah. think of stuff that I, I I'm sure there's stuff I've said uh-huh. to. To girls that I wouldn't sure, yeah. get away with now. It's just the dynamic has changed. And I think, I mean, it is ultimately a good thing, but I could see why uh, male comics are like, but no, this is our thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, Don't you touch ruined our... it, you fucking whore. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's our sacred cow is in the way of their sacred cow. Wait, who is, yeah. wait, wait, are you, I, I think I'm misunderstanding. Like, you're saying that there are male comics out there that are upset that women are doing comedy? I've yeah, never me. Seen that. Uh, <laughs> or in no. demand, I guess, is what you're saying. No, it's like it's like there's such a zero um, tolerance with harassment now. Yeah, and I feel like it must. It, it, even like I feel like five years ago, it was much more rampant, and the stuff that I think guys thought they could get away with was. You think you? Thought. Bill Clinton said that recently, wasn't he? Like, well, oh, the, the rules have changed of what you can do to yeah. someone against their yeah. will. Off fire. <laughs> he's yeah. just he's been a the fucking w- piece of shit. Yeah, he's just um, been the worst public speaker recently. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, no, and it's uh, it's it's a good thing because comedy should be like more inclusive. Mm-hmm. See, now I feel like I'm, I'm talking like a fucking politician. You're fine, but comedy should be more inclusive, and people should feel comfortable to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, Stanhope was like, I used to whip my dick out. It, it was sort of like that. Yeah. At, at and he meant it more in a clownish way. I think the yeah. joke was that his dick was yes. gross or something. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably... Because I sent a picture of my dick to a bunch of girls maybe like six years ago. I, I just sent my dick because me and Wessel Schmidt were drunk. And he was like, send your dick to people. And I sent it to a bunch of people. They're comedians? Yeah, all comedians. Yeah. And then they and then they that's put pretty. it on the projector at the creek. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's, yeah, that's but, good stuff. Yeah, you said that um, you need to, in order to do wrong comedy, you have to really know who you are and where you stand on things. Yeah, absolutely. How do you? What do you mean by that? You have to be like not a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of pieces of shit out there for sure. And especially for like, there's a lot of. Uh, I spend a lot of time just on the internet, just watching clips of stuff. And I mean, there's a lot of like just uh, white guys on the internet who have no empathy. And they're just these like logic dorks and they're just complete pieces of garbage who don't care about other people. And it shows with the stuff they're doing. And you have to you have to know where who you are and where you stand and differentiate. Yourself. Yeah, and you have to like know that you, you have to make a conscious decision to like stick up that you're going to be the guy who sticks up for people, but not in like a not in like a sanctimonious way. Yeah, you know? like I, I say a lot of like I say shitty stuff all the time, but I think. I think I convey that I'm like a decent guy. Yeah. Um, or at least I hope I do. But yeah. um, I, I think um, I think maybe like you and your mom know that. Uh-huh. Maybe that's uh-huh. <laughs> totally kidding. No, yeah. I think the only reason it works is because people can kind of see like the grin uh-huh. on your face where you're yeah. like, you're like, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you, it's fun. It's fun to get away with that stuff. I mean, like like Sarah Silverman, you know, uh-huh. built the whole career off of. Uh, you know, she like made fun of Martin Luther King. Yeah, Martin Luther yeah. King. That's a great bet. <laughs> oh, she's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I I think um, Martin Luther King. It, com- com- comedians are kind of or comedy on is kind of it's like with dogs. Like I work with dogs, um, uh-huh. but they fucking smell fear and they smell panic. Yeah. And if they think you're fearful, they're like, oh, you're fearful because you don't 
you actually like believe something and it's not a joke anymore and to you're you. You're afraid yeah. that they're going to or like and it, and see. Listen, yeah, you can tell who's a racist and who's a homophobe for and who's, sure. who's a misogynist and uh yeah. Who's Lisa a brilliant Lampinelli. comic like myself. <laughs> Lisa Lampanelli said like something like if you if they know if they can tell if you mean it. Yeah. Like so if you have like if you say like faggot or the n word in your bit. Yeah, you what's the n word? You can say yeah, it what's, if you don't mean it. Wait, yeah. what's the n word? The N word. What's the N word? I don't know what you're talking about. Negronis. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> don't do that to she me, man. Said it. <laughs> oh god. Uh, <laughs> Wait. So she said, if you say that, they can tell words. if if you say it, then like someone, if you say it with hate, mm-hmm. or if you have your hate hate in your heart about it, it's just it's something you can just tell. I mean, we can tell yeah. too. It's just like something you know when someone's like the way that person carried themselves when they said this thing. It yeah. doesn't feel like a joke. Yeah. But then sometimes I think the callous use of that word is is kind of like it it can hurt people because sure. you know it has the connection to them. Absolutely. Well, I, being, I I I gen, not recognizing the impact of what you're going to say and saying it shouldn't impact people this way is yeah. really a very one dimensional approach. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. You, you can't just sit there for a second and put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. yeah. And be like, you, you should, it's just a word you should. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You I attach say it to it. this there's, memory. There's consequences though. I, I, I spent some time last night watching that guy, uh, the amazing atheist. He's like a YouTube personality, yeah. but that, that fucking guy is like, I'm I'm like I hope I I'm nothing like this person. Oh, is he like just like a very like uh, was like pedantic and like I don't know what that word means, but it's like and you're not going to over make me feel dumb. <laughs> no, no, I barely know what it means. It's like over explaining things just because you yeah, want to showcase Yeah, he's like a, he's like a smug it. atheist and he's Those are the like, worst people. I fucking hate And then he's like, smugly. <laughs> he's everything you don't like about uh white guys uh-huh. you know yeah. and i've been so i have been because i want to talk about this too i have been thinking a lot about privilege you know mm-hmm. and, um and uh there's just you see it a lot there's guys who don't i don't know i think to to do this which is why it's uh probably harder for us harder it's harder to be funny as a white guy because we don't have a perspective that's yeah important right yeah now. no well, th- no, I th- and we we you, we on. probably never have. Hang yeah, <laughs> you probably like, not. There's, it's to say we don't. You're buying into the narrative. No, but you like, have to. But but you have to work a little harder to I, find. I stuff mean, that is to, like a to, grand... to find funny stuff to say. Where it's like Yamanika just goes, hey, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's just the kind of like pours out. I sort of, for sure. I sort of accept. No. I'm, I'm sort of like, great. Okay, yeah. I have to be that much funnier um, because people are going to discredit me because of the source. Yeah, they're just going to. And also yeah. maybe expose more of yourself. Yeah, because they're like, if I'm like just doing. not interested, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I'm just not interesting when you look at me, then let me tell you what is interesting about my life. Or and it doesn't mean that it's like different than your life, but maybe you've never thought about talking about this in public and I'm maybe helping you figure something out about yourself or like you can laugh at this place. I mean, I don't know. There's, I got a question for you, Mike. How do you feel about when people take your jokes too seriously? Like what happens for you? Um, you it see- doesn't happen that often, but I kind of do feel bad that someone came to my show and had a ba- I made someone feel something bad because right? yeah. obviously I don't say anything that I don't think is funny, but I headlined a, a weekend in Connecticut like a couple months ago and some lady came in the green room and it was one of those weekends where like they love the feature and they're like, okay on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, that pedophile stuff was rough. And, uh, I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm like, listen, you saw me for 45 minutes. I did 17 minutes of pedophile jokes. No, I did like <laughs> five. Um, 17 minutes. Uh, but I but I have a joke. Uh, like I, I have this one joke that I've been doing for a long time. Then I have another joke about how like you don't want anyone to think you're a pedophile when you're around kids. And then the other joke is like, I'm happy that I'm not attracted to kids. That's yeah, I love like the, that joke. Those are it's the, so the funny. premises. And she's like, that's rough. So I guess all they hear is pedophile. And, yeah. yeah. You know, so probably because she is one and it's and, triggering her. Yeah. She's burying those feelings for kids. For, for, <laughs> yeah. What 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 attracts you to what attracts you to comedy like this? I thought you were pedophile kids. jokes. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't want to think about it. Um, I don't know. I wasn't molested. I'm not attracted to kids. Uh, I, I, maybe somebody touched me when I didn't know about it. Like, I didn't really mean that. Like they drugged me or something. I, I, I was totally. I was kidding. maybe maybe like when I was sleeping, my my mom ate my ass or something. <laughs> and I don't oh know about it. Uh, oh my god! But. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. What oh to like wrong. <laughs> yeah. Are you annoyed with me? Oh, totally. I'm irritated <laughs> with both of you. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> what attracts you to the wrong wrong comedy and then how do you see like the I'm right comedy that's so prevalent right now? So I think the thing I like most about wrong comedy is like, all right, so I'm going to like but I, I kind of like this because I don't get to pontificate about comedy that much. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of fun <laughs> to do, even though sometimes it's like annoying when, when you hear when you hear other people do it. Uh huh. But I feel like the point of the entire podcast. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> We're I know. annoying it's, to certain. No, people. I'm realizing that it's refreshing to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like comedy is hard because you're telling the truth in an unpredictable way, right? So like that's why like writing a joke is like you're revealing something that's that's true and i feel like some of the most sol- like some of the most um resonating comedy is stuff that reveals something about human nature and human nature can be very ugly and like mean and you know like um what's the word brutal uh, mo- yeah brutal and, and malicious yeah so when you sit when you say stuff like that it you are recognizing that people have the capacity in them to like be bigoted or 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 mean or um whatever the the case may be and in normal yeah. discourse you don't do that you yeah. don't you don't cut through that 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 veneer of yeah. we are in polite company. Yeah, yeah. Right? But with comedy, your job is to kind of, is to do that. Sure. And that's why I picked that Patrice bit because I feel like his stuff really does reveal stuff about who we are as, as people. And I think that's why like racism can be funny, you know? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Because it's like we all have the capacity to think that way. We all, yeah. you know, we all meet one Chinese person who rips us off and and then we end up, you yeah. know. Well, it's really, it's really in an easy. online forum somewhere. Yeah, it's 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 really easy for uh, humans take like one or two instances. Yeah, and they go. It's always All, like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And and then yeah. you have to like fight that because you go, oh wait a minute, this is just my brain trying to protect me from future negative experiences, but it's uh, doing yeah. it in a really shitty way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Now I'm making negative experiences for other people because now I'm afraid. Or yeah. I'm, yeah. How do you see the I'm right comedy that we have going on? What I mean by that is like, hey, everybody agrees with me. Yay, I'm right. Yeah, it makes, me, right, it right. makes me fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I just think it's the, the most the most like basic form of comedy. It's like the kind mm-hmm. of comedy that you write when you're afraid and not sure what to talk about yeah. and you write open mics. I remember like my, my maybe my first year in New York, I did a bit where I like made fun of Sarah Palin, you know, uh-huh. and I, I and I was like, oh, I'll never, I should never do that again. You feel like you really do feel it. Whenever I've tried to like make a point on stage, it, the reaction is like so muted. 
that I just I'm like, all right, this is this is not it. This is not what I want to do. And there's better there's uh-huh. better things because I feel like a lot of times the audience does tell you what's funny. Like yeah. you just you work out a lot of stuff and then whatever gets a big laugh, you bring it back. But you don't always know what it's going to be. Uh-huh. It, it is very much a uh, you know. It's about the relationship with right. with other people. You're, I mean, there's a you're coming in and you're telling them what you think is funny, mm-hmm. and then they're saying we agree with you or not yet, yeah, <laughs> or maybe never, yeah. There and so there, it's an iterative process. But yeah, I I know that I have really fucked up going up on stage and asking them if they think things are funny in my in my, in my yeah, mind, yeah yeah yeah. Right, I'm not yeah. saying do you think this is funny, but I am. But in your, that. you're communicating that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's they're just like, well, now we don't, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and like I said before, like there's something about confidence that's just inherently funny, totally. You know, like you think of Pauly Walnuts from Sopranos, and um, yeah, God, you know, like and, just the stuff that he would say, yeah, like especially uh, like confidence where it doesn't belong, where it doesn't belong, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something hysterical, Very funny, about yeah, that. yeah. Um, I I see an almost like childlike joy in your face when you're doing wrong comedy or whatever like that's just like you're seeing what you can get away with yeah yeah because i was thinking about like like maybe the hardest i've ever laughed was just me and my brother and my cousin and uh in middle school just listening to an adam sandler cd like on my boom box and uh-huh. it's turned down really low because we i knew that my mom would get mad if she found out right yeah. we were listening to that because we found out you could buy like a parental advisory cd you know, you could just buy it if you were a kid. Yeah. And my family's a little conservative, you know. Yeah, mine too. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's fun to kind of push back against yeah. against It's that. almost like it's almost like I don't think we would think tits are a big deal as if we saw them all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like no. they were just out and there was nothing for like like uh, you know, wrong with having tits out all the time. We wouldn't be like we'd still like them. I yeah. think we still like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it'd be Wouldn't as, it. yeah. as woo. Put him on a pedestal. Yeah. Like. But my grandmother would always be like, if you were funny, you wouldn't have to be dirty. Like she would say that about comedians. Uh, and then yeah, I remember yeah. my, my aunt telling a story about like she saw some comic at, at a resort who was dirty and the crowd didn't like him. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it's fun to feel like you're getting away with something. But that that approach is also a little bit less accessible, right? Like, like, like Doug Stanhope has this line where he's like, his comedy's like he's leading you into battle. Like, not everybody's gonna make it to the end. Yeah, yeah, right. Because people walk out during his show. Or the other one is just like, it's, it's, it's. This is a lot like bestiality. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think like you sacrifice. It's almost like you you sacrifice some accessibility mm-hmm. for deeper, harder laughs and people who are going to be re- like really into what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, does it? Does there? Do you ever like lament that or go, God, I wish I could do that more accessible shit? Or you just like, I don't care. Yeah, sometimes, and I, I can write stuff that's accessible. Like I have some like clean jokes that uh-huh. are funny that I like to open with or whatever, and right. I could probably write more of them. I don't really write anymore. I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> I got to get back to oh, yeah. writing every day. But uh, when you are writing, what is your uh, writing process like? It's different. I feel like I still haven't really figured it out yet. One thing I know is that an essential part of writing jokes is um, running the joke by somebody. Mm-hmm. So that's why you'll, you'll, you'll usually see me at a show like 
pitching ideas to people in the back of the room. Yeah. Um, because you, you just need that reaction. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if I have an idea, like I'll just read it to you and I'll be like, uh, here's the, here's the bit. And I can tell by your reaction, yeah, it's yeah. going to be something or not. And I don't, I don't need feedback or anything like that. I just, yeah. you, know, you I like just to know. I've noticed this about you. I've, I feel I've done this a few times, but you're better at roasting comics that have been on stage. Uh, more. Are you? But you are like, I think I was going to say something about Patrick Holbrook. Yeah. So why fucking this dude? You think that sounds good? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's very funny. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, okay, good. You're, <laughs> you're, you're like, on. yeah, you, you, you've run like your riff by me multiple on, on, on every show I've had you on. <laughs> you were like, ah, that's what I was thinking of saying. Do you have a writing partner? Like when you're just like, if you want to sit down or you just kind of. Sam Morell and I will like text each other jokes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to, I, I think that process works better for him than it does for me because comedy's like, you know, verbal. Yeah. And Sam is such a good joke oh, yeah. writer. He's just, you can look at, yeah, like you can look at Sam's jokes on paper. Yep. Um, and be like, oh, that could be something, or that's they're just de- they're devices. Uh-huh. Like they're yeah. like they're 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 just like oh, you can wind this up and it'll walk across this, uh, the stage. Yeah. And um, whereas I think yours, I just don't like writing out my jokes. It feels it feels exhausting to be like, you know, because I, I I have two new ideas that I'm working on right now, and mm-hmm. like if I had to sit here and like type them out on my phone, I would just yeah I would be like. Oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I would e- I would probably even lose the essence of the... If I write them out full the form, it, if, if like sentence, word by word, it feels like... Yeah, I, I learned pretty early on that that just, it does just not, doesn't work. It does yeah. not, not work. You. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the best thing to do is like, you know, you have your ideas. So I like to keep a list in my phone mm-hmm. of like stuff, like it just says could be something on my on my phone. Oh, nice. I have a list of, yeah, a list of jokes. Um, but it, it's it's just like, it's getting fucking tougher and tougher to work out new material because like i'll have something i'll have a joke that i like and i do it on stage and it does okay yeah and then i either forget about it or it kind of like stops working i don't feel connected to it anymore and it's just like this is not a thing anyone should do with their lives (laughs) (laughs) come on let's talk about sex Speaking of what you're doing with your life, let's introduce Mike Racine. Yeah, yeah, let's get him. Yeah. <laughs> you've been on Conan twice, and you've done a Comedy Central half hour, which we listened to a little bit, and you're headlining around the country, right? Um, yeah. Well, so, like, right now, um, it's mostly just kind of like bar shows in other cities. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the, the industry has changed a lot where, um, you know, I, I feel like I spent so much time trying to be a good comic uh-huh. and now it's like, I, I, I feel like I, I am one and I have the credits to do that. The, I, like I have the necessary credits that you would need to do that stuff 10 years For ago. Sure. Yeah. And, but now I can't really, like I, my agent, um, moved to a different company at the beginning of this year and oh, like, yeah. didn't take me with him. Oh, shit. Um, so it's stuff like that where, and, and it's a lot of guys too, a lot of like straight standups who have been getting dropped and stuff because they, there's, there's YouTube stars and there's, mm-hmm. um, I, I tweeted the other day. I was like, what if I, like, I, I imagine myself like sometimes at my, at my nephew's, uh, baptism, and I'm like, like Michael Corleone and they're, my goons are murdering all the fucking YouTube stars, uh, just, pur- just purging the world of like all funny. of them. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, You've got a podcast that you're putting a lot of work into. Yeah. That's doing okay. But I really do feel like, I mean, it, this year I've been kind of like starting over, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then, you know, like Jost would take me on the road, but now he's busy with his face Who? and, uh, Colin. Colin just, yeah, the SNL. Maybe I shouldn't finish that thought, but anyway, email me, (laughs) (laughs) but he's just, he's just been more busy. So he hasn't been going on the road as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and then so but yeah so now I, I like i kind of feel like at the age of i'm gonna be 31 next week uh i am kind of starting over with the uh-huh. podcast and the goal is to build a following and totally get people engaged but it feels like it's gonna it's gonna take a while yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean the uh, it, it's the game has changed so significantly with the, yeah with the rise of social media you've got to engage and it's i i resist and it's it this thing it's like what yeah what what is it because it, it yeah you know, i feel like five or ten years ago the business did make more sense where it's yeah. like you just you do this you toil then you get a couple things then things get oh, a little man, better and really you're able makes to me do sad to hear you say x this. and y yeah it makes a lot of people say no, no, whatever no no, no. i, I want to let me let me finish the thought like this really makes me sad to hear you say this because it sounds in a way like you're sort of giving up on your style of comedy a little bit. Yeah. And I fucking don't want that at all. Uh-huh. Like I really like, I get it. I no, get I, it. It's, it's, fu- it's fussy right now. Yeah. It's fussy, but I really do believe that your um, commitment to speaking in this reckless way that as Dave Chappelle says, it is so important for yeah. stand up. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I and so like I get it. I get it. You're 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 a little you're frustrated right now, but understand that you're doing what other people aren't doing. Yeah. And yeah. right now that's hard. like moving furniture. <laughs> Look, I get it. I get it. But yeah. I'm not done with my fucking pep. Talk. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, no, like, I I appreciate it. Yeah, but, uh, I like this pep talk. Yeah. Right now everybody if pe- people are racing to try to satisfy I'm right woke whatever, yeah. they're going they're sac- they're not they're going to be less funny. They're going to be getting they're getting fans for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Whereas if you keep doing what's true to you in this way, what makes you laugh, I have seen it work. I have seen it destroy. Yeah. Um, and I get it. It's hard, uh, like professionally at the moment. But this isn't forever. Yeah. And and you'll come because you do something that other people are afraid to do. Yeah. On the other side, you'll be that much stronger for it. It's yeah. sort of like Bill, what what uh, Dave Chappelle said to Bill Burr, where he was just like, "This is going to be harder for you because of how you your." Did he say that? It. Yes. Yeah. It was it's really good. Was, was, the, do you know the quote? It was like, it's like, like it's gonna, Burr, he's got like the best career, right? Um, and and he's not pandering, yeah. is he? He's, he's going against the grain as hard as he possibly Absolutely. can. Absolutely, yeah. and and people love him for it because yeah. it's authentic. Yeah, and so I get it. I get it. This sucks right now, and you're feeling the effects of having a really conservative piece of shit asshole leader, and people are reacting to that. Yeah, and so they're more sensitive because they don't see, they can't see past and go, oh yeah, he might be white, but he, this is a good person telling us uh, dirty, foul, ridiculous jokes and making us laugh with it. Yeah, so. I, and at the end of the day, you're a good guy being honest. Yeah. So yeah. that's another thing. Also, my manager is a stupid cock. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Like, look, look, they're they're playing it safe too, and they're yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you know what? That's not how talent. That's not how talent rises to the top. Yeah. By sitting here and weeding out. Somebody's gonna hear this, hear me say that, and rat on me. They're gonna t- <laughs> tell them I call them yeah. stupid cocks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, anyway. take, I'll take it out. It's fine. Um, no, don't so, take it. No, do not take it out. Yeah. yeah. Don't fucking tell me what to do. I just want to say my that no, he's just, taking your <laughs> advice. <laughs> Stop. It's being who I he just want to say that that Ari Feldman from uh, <laughs> is a fucking scumbag. Uh, yeah. good. So I I don't know, man. I just I, like that it, we need, no, and I, I appreciate this. that a lot, but it, it doesn't feel like what I'm doing is like being validated. You know, it's you're like, not you're not going to be validated by uh, it, while it's it's while it's spinning this way. 
Yeah. But it isn't forever. Yeah. It's not. And you're going to get all So when things. I'm like 52, you know, maybe I can do another late night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're up, lucky. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're lucky. Yeah, you just got to stay the course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's I, the, the, that quote <clears throat> from uh, from Dave Chappelle to Bill Burr was just like, don't stop what you're doing. Yeah. This is what's going to make you. And and Dave Chappelle's the same fucking way. Yeah. He is. He does the such Then you look at Burr. Shit. It's like there's nobody, there's nobody like him. Uh-huh. Right. You know? Right. So you can conform. Yeah. And you can maybe... Like and and write for the audience, yeah. Or you can write your own material, and you'll come through it as a strong comic with a strong point of view that people appreciate. So Chappelle's actually interesting because if you're going to talk about wrong comedy, I feel like Chappelle was a guy that I always. Chappelle was kind of like. I mean, we probably all watched Chappelle show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when for I was what in it's high worth school and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, and and it it just felt like Chappelle was sort of like untouchable. Yeah. yeah. And since the internet and since Twitter and the reaction to it and the pushback was like really weird. Yeah. Because to me, that was just a guy. He was like was wholesome great. before it felt like in this way. Yeah. To and, America. And, like it was like Chappelle was like he had kids coming up to him saying yeah. like, I'm Rick James, bitch. And even though they're using a profanity, it's like something like everyone could get on board with. And also one thing. But Chappelle I, was always a guy. I'm so, sorry to interrupt you. But yeah, Ch- yeah, no, Ch- Chappelle was always a guy who like everybody thought he was funny. Yes. Yes. And it, it, it and to, to see to see comics be like. Fuck him! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. You're not you're not good. You know who's good? Me and my friends who who cover ourselves with cereal, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, we eat hot peppers at UCB. Like like people, we eat hot peppers. I, I, I watch people say that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely just, believe that 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 Dave Chappelle is probably the greatest unbesmirched living comedian. <laughs> unbesmirched. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah. I, I think I think Bill Cosby's probably the best uh, I've ever seen by a long way um, sadly but yeah. like but but not fun it's not funny now because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's because underneath it there's not this good person right yeah under, I mean, with Dave Chappelle you you feel that underneath it he's wrong yeah he's, as he's enjoying being wrong there's this good hearted yeah, yeah. person under there I worked with this guy yesterday he was like 52 <laughs> 52 year old Puerto Rican guy and we were, I brought up Cosby and he's uh. like yeah but you know why are they doing that to him now all these years later that's kind of <laughs> fucked up uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Wait, because he's old? What? Like, what is that? He's like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up they're doing it now, you know, which uh, is what a lot of Cosby apologists like say. Oh, uh, God. And, uh, and then I was like, well, you know, it's tough in show business. He's one of the most powerful guys, and everybody wants to work here so people don't come forward. Uh, and then it, when, when you accuse somebody of sexual assault, like, you know, you're attacked as a whore. Like, I kind of like. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, if he a rapist, fuck him. He's like. He's like, you know, there's a lot of pussy out here. You don't, you don't need to be raping anybody. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like, uh, I felt like I, you know. What's your podcast about? Um, it's called The Sit Down. It's about organized crime. I felt like when I, like I wanted to do a show and I felt like I needed some kind of theme. And we are, sometimes we get, we, okay, we don't get a little, we don't get tired. I'm doing a show that I'm totally tired of the premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All this guinea shit. Um, <laughs> But I started a show. What? You should be in sales, right? Oh, I know. I need someone who can. (laughs) I need someone who can sell. So it's about organized crime. You thought you needed a theme. Uh, Now you hate it. So originally, me. So I wanted to do a show with Frank Terranova. I just thought that would be funny. 
He, uh, if you don't know, everybody knows Frank. Who no, no. We have a okay. wide list. Oh, you do? Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank is a, he's sort of a, he's a little bit of a legend here in the New York. Frank Terranova. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a 50 year old guy who, mm-hmm. who has been doing open mics for about six years. So he kind of came on the scene when he was like in his mid forties. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember him being like so unfunny and off putting when I first saw him. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was too. like, ba- yeah, it was really offensive. Yeah. And, uh, but he's, he's, he's sort of like figured out how to write a joke. He's got really funny jokes. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to talk about wrong comedy, oh, yeah. you, know, oh, yeah. you should, um, <laughs> yeah. you should have him here. But, uh. So we want to do a show together. We were like, let's let's do a show where we like have on like a young female comic and we give her advice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's his his comedy. I don't know who he really is, but his, his comedy is is heavily heavily racist and misogynist. Yeah, uh, uh, in but, a very in this, playful way. This playful, like, hey, I don't understand. I mean, I just you know, it just it stuff's different now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like this when I was young, but uh, I guess it is now. So uh, you know, fuck society. So you know, Travolta's <laughs> a good looking guy. <laughs> It's just like it's very strange. Yeah, it's great. But it's so it's so like earnest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what the, the level of con- confidence and earnestness that he brings to it makes it makes it funny. Not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he one time tripped going up to the stage at an alt mic and uh-huh. then got on stage. He was like, "See, I'm fine. If any one of you fucking retards did that, you'd be stuttering <laughs> yeah. your whole set." It was so funny. <laughs> it was the perfect <laughs> reaction. So you wanted to uh, do that. That didn't. You decided not to give advice to to women. We we taped a few episodes to that and we were like well, i don't think this show has legs and i was like frank why don't we why don't we just do a show about organized crime we'll talk about a different you know mobster every week and you you sort of have the experience you've been around those guys because so you're you, italian so you're like we could do this yeah well he also like was in new york during kind of like the so he grew up in bay ridge uh he's from F- queens queens oh okay yeah. cool cool yeah um but he remembers like when you know he remembers Gotti and mm-hmm. the chin and uh who else was around back then yeah, that's those are the so you cast uh, gas pipe, who was the underboss of the Lucchese family. Um, so anyway, so he kind of was around, knew those guys or knew of them. He has like secondhand experience or firsthand experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. So and now what is it? So so Frank quit the show. <laughs> uh, I don't do this anymore. Yeah, uh, this is for me. Uh, you know, uh, it's not fun and. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd do it if it was fun, if anybody liked it, but uh, they don't. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he quit the show. So I was like, all right, well, now this is like an opportunity to just kind of do my own thing. Uh-huh. Um, Matt Anderson is my producer. So I was like, now we can make the show whatever we want it to be. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just basically it's just loosely based on organized crime. Mm-hmm. However, we can tie it into to that. So sometimes it's, it's very heavy. It's very heavily about the mob. And then sometimes yeah. we're just like. Yeah, we pick a theme and we pick something in the news and yeah, like topical, and, but like you guys are being hilarious and yeah, and we link it to it yeah, yeah. in some way yeah. Just so, like the end, you go don't forget organized crime, organized crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we just did an episode with Iman about uh, Israel. You know, oh I was cool, like, yeah. I, it was, the episode was called like the Thugs of Israel. Uh huh. And it's about how um, if you support Israel, you're a bad person. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's about uh <laughs> Uh, but we just got to interview Iman and talk to her about, she's Palestinian, you know, so we wanted to like help her get an agent. So we were like, come on the show and talk about how Israel's bad. <laughs> that will help. Come on. Let's talk about sex. Let's play some of Mike's material. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> this is that, this is your closer from, 
Uh, from 2010. Yeah. No, I don't close with it anymore, but if, I, if I'm if i in a hole, I'll bring it back. Oh, yeah. Wait, the one I have is from 2016. Um, oh, so that... You mean you wrote it in 2010? Uh, yeah, I fucking wrote yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> your your oh, 2016 you. Conan. Yeah. Is that the one you meant to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I wrote that joke in... Yeah, 2010. Got it. Thank you. This, I hope I don't bring it down here, but I was reading an article the other day. Um, it was about this guy. They were calling him the worst pedophile. And they think he had over 100 victims. Um, good night, everybody. That's my... <laughs> It is fun to fuck around with a late night set, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. I feel like not enough people take that liberty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, to fuck around it's with it. It's fun that. to do a late night set and, and fuck around with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, I think it's that, that thing in you that's like, I want to see if I can get away with it. Yeah. I yeah. like to watch stuff burn. <laughs> and they think he had over 100 victims. Um, good night, everybody. That's my... <laughs> What if I did end the set that way, though? Let me, you know, it's not all fun and games. <laughs> Protect your kids. <laughs> no, but they were calling him the worst pedophile. Uh, but then I was like, I don't know if that's the worst pedophile. That's like the best pedophile. <laughs> I mean, just because when I hear worse pedophile, that's a guy who, like, can never get his van to start. <laughs> you know? He just buys candy that nobody likes. <laughs> He's at the playground with, like, black licorice and... <laughs> circus peanuts and... It's like, what kid doesn't like Necco wafers? I don't understand. <laughs> or he probably doesn't even have candy. He's probably got, like, raisins and trail mix. <laughs> and, uh, and WNBA cards. <laughs> He's like, hey, kids, you like lady basketball? Huh? <laughs> Who's your favorite Seattle Storm player? guys like the indiana fever and i guess it ends there yeah that was from conan yeah did they just cut it they cut it uh, YouTube clips are weird. no, no this is directly from team coco yeah whatever all right well what was the end you of your gunshot oh <laughs> well, yeah it's like there's a you know that that is the last thing that i say but then you're like good night guys thank it's you it's weird to it's cut it right there yeah, yeah. that's a really Whatever. bad editing job hey it's only a representation of everything i've worked for <laughs> for a very long time <laughs> that is a really weird time to cut yeah that was straight. they did a couple cu weird cuts i saw i know which that. was which and every time i would watch somebody's late night set i'd be like oh they fucked up but i didn't fuck up that i don't fuck up any sets I always. Uh, <laughs> that's just a bad intern. Yeah. You know, I bet that's like one of those things because like um, it's not like the big celebrity interview. So I bet uh -huh. that's the thing they put the least eyes on Probably, to watch yeah. what the final outcome is like. You hear so many stories like that in this horrible business of people's people's like life's work just being thrown yeah. in the fucking trash. What did you think of the way Comedy Central produces uh, half hours? Because I've heard a lot of complaints and then sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, I feel like the audience isn't mic'd well or like, 
You know what I mean? Well, I kind of did not have a good time taping mine in New Orleans. In New Orleans, yeah. um, it it rained really hard right before, and everybody was soaking wet. And I oh, got on stage, sucks. and I started doing my jokes, and I'm like, uh, the I, the room was just like off. And I'm like, and when I got off stage, I was like, thank God that's over. Um, and then even I did a joke and some lady gave me a double thumbs down. Why? Because I do a joke about like, uh, the joke is like, have you noticed that the smarter an animal is, the tastier it is? Like it goes fish, turkey, cows, and then pigs are the smartest animal. So imagine how delicious like a Chinese boy is, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> that's like hilarious. A, thumbs a double thumbs down. My parents, my parents were there yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is this is the this is the risk just, reward thing. Like like the stakes are so much higher because you're playing with fire. But when you play with fire and you dance through a, a, a you know a flaming hoop, yeah, it's fucking amazing. And yeah. people laugh so hard. Yeah. This is the this is the trade off. You're you're that tension that you build with talking yeah. with that. It, it, and if they're on your side, they will laugh so much harder. That joke got me a get off the stage when I was I did a college show. Really? Some kid yells, get off the stage. Yeah. I'm a victim, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's harassment. Yeah, that is harassment. Yeah, I should have sued H- his ass. Yeah, go to HR, dude. Yeah. We have a bit by Anthony Jeselnik that we want to play. And he has a whole special that's all about his defense of wrong comedy, of yeah. being able to joke about whatever. Yeah. Um, that what's was it, most, was it thoughts? That and thoughts and prayers. Yeah. yeah, I love. It. This is off of Shakespeare, but he that must be a reaction to the number of times that he's upset people just trying to make them laugh. Right, and I, and I think of him like someone outside of myself, and I, I imagine someone being upset by one of his jokes, and it just seems so fucking absurd. It's so absurd. You just don't have to watch it. Yeah. It's like the point. He actually. I've heard him talk about how, like, uh, Brett Easton Ellis is, like, his favorite, the guy that wrote American Psycho, mm-hmm. is, like, his favorite author and, like, a huge influence in him creatively. Hmm. It's, like, you can kind of tell, he's almost, like, playing, like, a Patrick Bateman-type yeah. character as his stand-up comedian persona. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it untouchable. It's, like, he's Which going to fun. say the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I have some ideas for, like, you know, videos that yeah. I want to do. And I've been trying to do this. Me and Kenny DeForest kind of wrote this together yeah. when we were in a moving truck one day. But it's it's a short film about a, a guy who's an Uber driver. and It's it's like Taxi Driver, but the guy's, like, super he's, – he's a huge bigot, but he's really yeah. good at avoiding traffic. So people keep requesting him. So they have to listen to his, like, rants. Um, but he gets them to their destination. Yeah, time, yeah. You know, that's very um, funny. Yeah. So like, uh, but I, I think it is. Yeah, it's fun to play around with those characters because they exist and they're part totally. of the experience of being a human. You uh-huh. know? And if you don't shed light on them, it's like, I don't I mean, they are a joke. So yeah. like, let's. Yeah. But I, I, like I will say, if you are going to do that, you do have to have empathy and you do have to think extra hard about sure. what your how your stuff affects people because you can't be that guy who's like get the get over it. Yeah. That's a perfect introduction. To go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this is uh, this is seduction, and it's Anthony Jeselnik's track off of his 2010 album Shakespeare. My girlfriend keeps asking me to choke her while we're having sex. And I keep saying, hey, baby, maybe I'm old-fashioned. But what's wrong with while we're having dinner? (laughs) 
The other day, my girlfriend complained to me that chivalry is dead. I said, Anthony, chivalry is dead. I said, no, baby. Chivalry is alive and well. You're thinking of your mother. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about that joke. Yeah, that's a, a fantastic. I've joke. never heard that uh, before. I love this album so much. It's so good. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. Yeah, that joke is so great. It, it's funny because... He, okay, so he does this like kind of like shock humor, and it's like this really big offensive thing. But he does this great misdirection where he he always leads you into like a place where you think you know what angle he's going to take in the offensive shock value right. punchline, and then it's, it's just, just so he goes, removed. He's like from, two steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like more. It's more that like your mother is your dead mother is yeah. the joke. It's yeah. like so that's not even in your mind. Yeah. That is my favorite thing to do, writing jokes, where I like to be like, okay, what is the audience? Because th- you got to give the audience credit, yeah. you know? So it's like, uh, so I go, what does the audience think I'm going to say? And then where can I go uh-huh. with that to take it even further? Yeah. yeah. That was that was, uh, that was was Gene Getman's advice for joke writing. Yeah. So like, say something and then think, what do they think is going to come next? And then do the opposite. It's legit. It's yeah. totally legit. So that's your favorite thing. You you sit there and you go, okay, I've got this thing that I. Do you, do you start with something you want to say? Uh, I like to start with things that I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then try and just I don't know. And then you go, this, what do they them. think is next? Yeah, in this. Yeah, and and a big mistake that I made, and I think a lot of comics make, is they mistake the premise for the bit. Uh-huh. So it's like you could have like a premise, and you could it could still be a funny premise, yeah. but you have to take it somewhere. For sure. You gotta how go do you somewhere. mean? And how do you determine that? You have to put your own spin on it. You have to write. You have to do something with it. So, like, sometimes you mistake a funny premise for a finished bit. Mm-hmm. So you go, hey, isn't it funny about, like, you go, isn't it funny how, I don't know, like something you're noticing. Mm-hmm. And then you think it's done, but you have to. So it's almost like you're attaching another another car to the train or something like that. It's yeah, like yeah. You have to. You have to add to it. Uh huh. You know, you could kind of, that's a feel thing too. Like, you can feel it. Like, I'll give you an example. I, I thought that pedophile joke was done when I was like, that's like the best pedophile, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so, and I laughed really hard when I thought of that. that yeah. That's the best pedophile. But that is just the premise. And yeah. even though it's a funny premise, um, the thing that I added, that I add to that bit is, uh, okay, so what does a shitty pedophile do? So he has, he has black licorice and WNBA yeah. cards. That's my, that's my unique thing. That's my thing. That's like uniquely mine. Yeah. Right. You also are like explaining to the audience, like why that is the way you think of it. Because it's like this visual will help you understand what I'm talking about. Just, just like Jesselnik's joke rests on a, a, a reinterpretation of the word dead. Yeah. Chivalry's over. No, uh, this person's dead, right? Yeah. Yours rests on the reinterpretation of the word worst, uh-huh. right? It's yeah. a pun on that. Yeah. And uh, that I think a lot of comics, they know to do that. They know, okay, well, I need to have a pun of some sort in here. But then they make that pun the joke, not the twist for going into the next part of the joke. Next, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like, see, it means two things. Yeah. Yeah. Look what I did about the two things this word means. That shit drives me crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, okay, let's keep going. Anthony, chivalry is dead. I said, no, baby. Chivalry is alive and well. You're thinking of your mother. 
And in my defense, that joke is a lot funnier if you know that her mom just died. <laughs> but you can just imagine like some Midwest housewife being like, oh, this, he's, oh, that's the Southern accent, but yeah. You know, some, some lady being like, this oh, is mean, you? you know? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no need for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, actually, I think this album could only be really recorded like as a debut at like the level he he was at at the time of recording this in New York. Yeah. Like now he can tape wherever he wants because he's a star and he's known for what he does. But at this point, when he's just like a local headliner, that's very 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 funny. It's like it has to be in New York because they're the only people that can take it from someone they don't really know much about. I feel like to be laughing as hard as they are in this album. My girlfriend was cleaning up around my apartment the other day, came across a pair of earrings that were not hers. She just lost it. Threw the earrings in my face at Anthony. What's going on here? I demand answers. I said, baby, calm down. Let's handle this like adults. Just take a deep breath and finish cleaning my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> What I, what I really like about him is like some of his jokes really are super clever and you're like, how did he do that? And yeah. then some are just blunt, like they're just yeah. blunt like that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's just like him being like, well, I mean, he's being a huge dick, but like, it's not like he's a serial killer in that or just like making fun of like homeless people. He's just like, I'm a bad boyfriend too, as this like person. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just throw shade. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I don't live with my girlfriend. She lives just a couple blocks away from me here in New York. The other night she calls me up at 3 a.m. and says, Anthony, get over here right away. I think someone's trying to break into my bedroom window. And I dropped the phone. And I was so pumped up with adrenaline, it was tough to get back to sleep. <laughs> I had to break up with my last girlfriend because she lied to me and told me that she'd been molested by her neighbor. But I know her neighbor. He's a really cool guy. Not like her creepy ass other neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all clever. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> That's just so, d yeah, just yeah. dumb and clever. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> creepy ass other neighbor. It's fun, like that. He's both incorrect and bad at the same. Yeah, time. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like. <laughs> what an important joke <laughs> that was. Like, if you're listening to this right now, hit pause. <laughs> Can you pause? Because there is an idea right now of jokes and comedy being important. Like we need it to like fight yeah. the president and uh, <laughs> fight the president. With jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight the power. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I don't know. I just, I just see so much of the late night stuff is just being like, I'm like, who is this for? This is for my fucking aunt in Boston. Who's rich and just doesn't like Trump and uh -huh. wants to be like, yeah, yeah, he is orange. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know? But it's like the, like in, in terms of actually, 
like doing anything to help people mm-hmm. whose lives have been fucked up by this administration. Yeah. It doesn't do much. Oh no, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. That's why we're smart. We just podcast. And I like <laughs> and I was trying to help people like a sucker. And he's like what an important joke. Just like I love that he just like wear like his persona like wears like uh, he you know what's funny? It's like He's saying all these awful things and that's his persona, but his persona is also, I'm a genius. I'm important. I'm right. Which means he kind of is a caricature of these people that we're talking about that do this. I'm right. Comedy in this weird way. He's just the voice, the comedic voice he's using is detached from it's completely opposite of that, but he's still incorporating that self-righteousness in his act. It's like he's teaching them something. Yeah. Like like, this is what you sound it. like yeah, if you I just said, yeah, things a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like when Bo Burnham does that song, repeat stuff and he's like everybody. And then everyone starts saying repeat stuff. And then he turns the lights to look like Nazi Germany. And he starts. Hiling. Oh. So it's like, and it's like, ah, oh, see, you're just following instructions. <laughs> it's very, yeah. I love when comedians do that. But anyway, yeah, his whole his whole persona is uh, the backdrop of it is is what makes all this work. Yeah. So over the top you go, there's no way. I don't even think he could explain it because it's like something he's doing is so genius. And it's just like it's this nice cocktail of. Well, I I think it's really similar to Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a weird moment in that special where he's doing a robot and the robot says the N word and the robot's like, I'm not human. I can say whatever I want. And it's just like, oh, no, that is Bo just Bur- you wanting to say the N word. Yes. Uh, yes. I have Owen oh, Bo Burnham special. Yeah. yeah. I remember I watched that kind of recently. I was like, no, Dice just so- says it regularly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dice yeah. just says like a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, keep playing. What an important joke. <laughs> That was like if you're listening to this right now, hit pause. <laughs> Call someone you love. Tell them that joke, and then apologize that you don't have my timing. <laughs> so much it's great, and it, that, that over his his hyper ego confidence thing. That's the it's part of the wrong piece of what he's doing. Yeah, right. You're just like, oh, you're not supposed to act like that. I also don't like how. What if he's in a bad mood and has like so low self confidence that he has to do that line? You know what I mean? He has to have the perfect timing to deliver a joke about how his timing is perfect. Right. So what if he's just not feeling it that day and he just whips on that? That's like such a vulnerable kind of one liner, you like, know, like it's like, get ready. This joke's going to make you laugh harder than you ever heard. Like you're, like you're setting yourself up so yeah. hard. I live in New York now, but I used to live in New Orleans. That's where I went to college. Shut up. <laughs> when I was in New Orleans, I was dating this girl. I was dating this girl who I accidentally got pregnant. And she came to me and said that she wanted to have an abortion. So I sat her down and I explained to her that life begins at conception and abortion is murder. And then, without saying another word, I got up and moved to New York. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't get embarrassed a lot. I think it's hard to embarrass any comedian. But last summer, I'm at the beach. And I see this gorgeous girl, like she was perfect, in a bikini and everything. She's waving at me. No, I've never seen this girl before in my life. I know there's no reason she should be waving at me. But I started to think, hey, maybe she recognizes me from all the fucking TV I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to wave back. And it was like slow motion from a movie. Right as my hand gets to here, where I'm now committed to the wave, I realize, oh, she's drowning. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he like incorporates like a setup to like, oh, like just a kind of not hack, but like a very easy, harmless bit that I feel like I've heard a lot of comedians say is like when my hand is like when I'm committed to the wave it's like when a comedian does like oh isn't life awkward material he like sets it up in this kind of like traditional way and then he just does this thing and then I just really like that because like the language he's using is like I don't know it's like awkward alt guy comedy or or you know dad jokey almost yeah and he uh I mean, again, his misdirections are just so fantastic. You think it's it's like he's he he often picks a commonly done joke, yeah. uh, so that you you feel like, oh, I think I know what this joke is going to be, um, and then uh, it's it's not just here's what this sentence might end like. It's here you've probably heard a joke like this before, um, and then he takes it into this like wrong space that has shock with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think, do you think since you're like not, cause he's like kind of doing a character since you're, 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 a, you're being yourself, but you're also, you know, being like, what do you think the difference is in terms of the audience's like reception of you? Like what they're thinking? Cause they know he's not supposed to be good, but you're also like saying like, you know, things that are edgy. And so it's kind of like this thing, but you're also yourself. Yeah. What do you think of the difference? Cause you're still being received the same way. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe the stakes are higher with me because it's like I, I do, but I feel like I do stand the behind The tension you're breaking yeah. is more, even more fulfilling for the audience. Yeah. Your jokes have to be that much funnier to, there's like a wrong to funny ratio. Yeah. And you have to, your jokes have to be there that is. much funnier to, to clear that bar. Yeah. It's got to outdo... The, the love you have for telling the joke has to outdo the, sh- the shittiness of it, yeah. uh-huh. you know? And it's like, I think another sign of an amateur comic is to talk about stuff that they hate. And really, like, uh, you know, comedy really is about, like, love. Yeah. So you have to love, even if you're doing, like... A, is that why you, you have know? 17 minutes of pedophile jokes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But even if you, ha- um, even if you are going to do that stuff, even if you are going to be mean or whatever, you have to love... If you're going to shit on your friend, it's like you have to love shitting on your friend. Exactly. It's the act of shitting on your friend. You have to love that more than you... More than you uh, hate them. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like you're, they, you find them annoying, but you love them and, that, and you, they can tell. That's why, like, we have friends that roast us or we roast all the time. And it's like, I'm not going to stop being friends with you just because you know all my weaknesses and yell about them. Yeah. It's like, I love you and I love that you saw those weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, th- I do think that warmth, that love definitely 
carries through on jokes like that. It, and you need it more yeah. than your fucking Triscuit joke or whatever. <laughs> well, I do. Ha- I mean, that is one of my hurdles. Like, I'll watch tapes of myself, and I'm like, I do really have to work hard to convey that I want to be up there. Because sometimes I do get on autopilot, you know? But, like, I got to make myself, like, smile. Like, I gave myself a pretty good note, I think, recently, which was, like, you can't let anybody stop you from enjoying your time up there. Like, you have to convey joy, great. Um, you know, being on, on stage. Yeah. And if you don't, it, the set's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah there has to be joy in everything you do up there. Yeah. Come on. Let's talk about sex. So, hey, huge thanks to our guest, Mike Racine. This was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. How can we get your <laughs> sauce, by the way? I have some at home. I, I, I you would have sell them at shows, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. What is it? Okay, well, just to preface, he, he sells his own. Uh, I make meat my own sauce. tomato sauce and sell it. Uh, but I don't ship and I, it's not online. You have to see me and I have to have them on me. Is it like a Pomodoro sauce? Like a, or is it a meat sauce? What is it? Um, yeah, just like a, a marinara sauce. Yeah. How did you start? Italians have like 20 different names for different sauces it really and it's is all the same strange. Stuff. I've heard it yeah. called gravy. It's very confusing. Well, gravy, I guess technically has meat in it, but that's like a Long Island thing. It's I've so never weird. heard anybody call it gravy. Yeah. I used to do Italian. Uh, so yeah, um, if you oh, see Mike Racine, uh, definitely ask him if he has sauce in his pockets. The sauce oh. cast. <laughs> call us the, the sauce, sauce cast. cast. Yeah. We just make it a sauce podcast. We just do another hour on sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kick Jeff out of the room. Alfredo, you know, it's not really Italian. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. <laughs> it's just pedal sauce. And uh, check out his podcast. It is oh, yeah. The Sit Down with Mike Racine. Check out The Sit Down. Thanks, everybody. And, uh, do you have a better link than the ones I have? I have your iTunes and your Libsyn one. Um, is there an easy domain or anything like uh, The Sit Down? That's probably best.com. We don't have a website. We don't, we don't no. do that. So, so if you see Mike Racine asking for sauce and maybe a copy of his of, uh, his, of his podcast, he'll give it to you on. I have CD. it on VHS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> VHS on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, the links will all be in the show notes. Follow our guests on Twitter and Instagram. That's just Mike Racine, M I K E R E C I N E, and then on Facebook he's Mike Dot Racine, and then go to his. He does have a website. Is your podcast linked from your website? Um. Yes, it should be. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so that's MikeRacine.com. And then, of course, uh, a couple plugs of our own. Head to uh, SpecialTonight.com. You can see our latest with that series of comedy shows that I produce with Sadik Samani. Or go to LateNightRomp.com. It has grown. It's really fun. Harrison helps me out. And my co-producer on that, who is amazing, is Teresa Sheffield. And then if you would like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash let's talk about sets. We will always, always take your assistance. Thank you so much to our Patreon donors that are helping us out already. Uh, Anything else before I... I'm good. All right. Well, if you want to find out more about our guest, head to letstalkaboutsets.com. Take a look at the show notes. We have lots of episodes organized by theme or by the comedians we discuss. You can get our episodes automatically every other week by subscribing to the podcast. That's every Thursday or every other Thursday, I should say. Uh, Do it now on Apple Podcasts or however else you do that. Special thanks to Anthony Jeselnik, Patrice O'Neill, and he did yeah <laughs> and of course uh Mike dave chappelle uh, uh, and dave chappelle and of course as always uh hey salt and pepper salt and pepper we you're never gonna answer any of our pleas to come to dinner but it's fine maybe if we get mike's sauce yeah yeah then you'll there come we go. over nice. and uh be the seasoning for his yeah. sauce with some farfalle thanks a bunch